0: Welcome to the Women of Fintech podcast series. We are here today to celebrate the wins, raise awareness of the challenges, and walk the talk for change across the entire industry. Today, we are joined by CJ Taylor, the founder of Flank. Now, Flank is the only fintech that enables friends to build compassionate borrowing and lending habits with each other. By doing this, they embed safety and accountability within relationships so that individuals and communities can flourish. CJ is award-winning and has been included in the Innovate Finance Women in Fintech Powerless 2020, the FCA's Women's Economic Empowerment Forum of 2021, the FCA and City of London's Digital Sandbox Pilot 2020-2021, plus many more Accelerator programs and accolades. I could have gone on and on there. Um, She is here today to share her story and a load of the lessons along the way. CJ, thank you so much for joining us. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Um, So I'm really excited about this because I want you to share with us what makes Flank so unique. I know it's the only one of its kind, filling a pretty huge gap in the market. So tell us all about it.
1: So I think the uniqueness comes from a lot of different places. But what's really amazing about it, what sets Slank apart from all the other kind of solutions vying for the space is that we really believe that lending and borrowing within relationships can actually make those relationships better. And I think that's a really transformative thought because a lot of the way that you see people approach this problem is, is trying to do damage control. Whereas it's not only a, a reality of life, but it's also something that's underpinned human society from the very beginning. So if you kind of go back to the history of debt, I'm going to cite um, David Graeber, one of yeah, my favorite
0: totally. um,
1: <laughs> social economists. But he essentially maps out the reality of debt and how fundamental it's been to the start of society really essentially it's always been people sharing people owing each other people having that sort of sense of accountability and it's been really linked to the foundation of community and so that's exactly what we want to build into into flank um this kind of hope that we can return to a new narrative which is actually a very old one (laughs)
0: And I love the sound of that. And I think it's just, it's so important to remind us, like, let's go back to understand, like, what, 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 where did society begin? Like, what, what did we associate debt with, borrowing with? What did it allow us to do? Because I think what we associate it with now is very different to that back then. Now, tell us about exactly what, what this means for you, day in, day out. You're the founder of Flank. You're making um, some huge changes in our perceptions. You're, you're helping the community what what is it really like day in day out i think a lot of people think that the job of a founder is to
1: to wake up one day with an idea and there's this high expectation that the founders have the solution already kind of mapped in their brain like you know monzo was in someone's brain (laughs) but actually what the job of a founder is is to set the direction And to lead the development and discovery of how you're going to craft your solution, so it's actually not a lot of telling people how to do things. It's a it's a lot of listening. It's a lot of facilitation. It's a lot of bringing interesting, amazing minds in to work through problems with you. And what I found is that that's. A really great way to avoid kind of found a burnout, found a panic where you think that you're all alone trying to solve the hardest problem in the world and that you're the only one that cares about it. Um, but what I've actually found is that there's many people uh, that have the same vision of the world that I have, and they're more than happy to collaborate with Flank um, if it means that we're closer so kind of that vision of the world, which is really amazing.
0: That is amazing. I think it's brilliant that you've just raised that because there is a lot of founder burnout or founder panic. You know, that phrase where people say, oh, it's lonely at the top. Like it doesn't need to be the way that you've just described that. It really doesn't need to be if you bring people along um, and allow them to be on your mission with you to make it their mission as well. And I think that's really evident in how you speak. I think Simon Sinek says it really well. He says like the best leaders get out of the way. Yeah, nice.
1: (laughs) And that's sort of, that's always something that I ask myself, particularly because, you know, Flank is really trying to tap into that kind of underserved informal markets. They're everyone that we want to be able to access Flank really well, probably paying a disproportionate cost of credit. So they're paying high poverty premiums. And what we want to do is essentially say, you guys, are the best you you have the answers to solving your own problem flank is just facilitating the journey to get there so that's kind of my approach which I think has worked really well so far
0: so yeah well it it definitely has which we will cover a little bit more shortly um but just going back to the beginning of it all when was the uh light bulb moment Where, where did it all come from so I was in London in
1: 2019 you can probably tell by my accent I'm I'm Australian, but I was essentially on this fellowship, an amazing fellowship in social innovation called Year here. And part of the fellowship was working in a frontline organization, and I worked for a mental health homeless hostel for a, a while, like half a year. And what I really noticed was looking at the way that people shared their money, shared their resources. those environments and the way that i was able to share my resources with my friends given that you know we were both in various parts of scarcity i was trying to live in london without any income on an extreme budget i actually realized that if i have no money at all my life is incredibly different to a person in that situation and the reason why it is is because I can go to a party and have someone give me a drink and I can go out to dinner because someone's invited me and I can leverage my opportunities, I guess, with with all the education that I've had and all the training and all that sort of stuff to get more opportunities. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And I think that's where I realised this fundamental importance of relationships and how much work they actually do to support us at our times of need, no matter how, you know, how big that need is. And yeah, so that's kind of when I realized that actually it's so much more than just helping um, people who are on kind of low or irregular incomes access money. It's so much more than that. It's about embedding that financial
0: support in emotional support as well and so that's what we're trying to do such a big purpose isn't it and it's great to hear all the successes that that are now you know knocking at your door so tell us a little bit about a little bit about the growth and the challenges along the way because i think whenever we we talk to companies such as yourself and founders such as yourself we talk about the mission we talk about you know what you've achieved and i think it's so important that we hear a bit about that challenge along the way, because it wasn't just 2019 yesterday and now it's 2021 and woo-hoo, you've made it. You know, there's a lot that happened in between for you to make sure that you've got to the point that you've got to. Um, so it'd be great to hear that. It's really
1: interesting because I think you can look at Flank's journey and assume that it's been easy. And then you know, do what I did, which is look at other entrepreneurs, assuming it's been easy, start your own thing, realize how, how really, really difficult it actually is. And I think the journey has been one of learning to separate yourself from your vision enough to be able to work on it, again and again and again it's a lot of rework every time you go to an accelerator every time you join the accelerator it's this feeling of elation that they've recognized your innovation and then it's the oh my god there's so much work's gonna be involved now i'm gonna have to you know tear everything apart in my mind and then put everything back together again and hopefully we'll be in a better place and it's a lot of, of just this like tenacity to be able to keep doing that and humility to say we haven't solved it yet. And I think in reality, if you're starting a tech company, it's one of continual, continual development, right? Just because you launch, you haven't actually built your solution, you have to see it as kind of a quest for something that even though you may never get there, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
0: So I suppose it's that that faith in your in 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 your idea in in that light bulb moment and the fact that yours was a lived experience that you saw it right there in front of you you really you you kind of embedded yourself into into a situation where you you learned what it was like from from another point of view that's allowed you to build it on from there and now with all of that in mind tell us a bit about your funding experience because that's the that's the big story isn't it So it's not, it's not that
1: big, (laughs) but I think we've only just got a little bit of funding um, and we can, we can announce that when we're allowed, but it's, it's really just, I mean, you sort of think this is the type of funding that I needed two years ago to sort of, you know, kickstart this journey. But what is really amazing is that the funding actually shows that you've got institutions, that are willing to come along with you for the ride. I think a lot of founders think about equity as if it's something that they're sacrificing or giving up. Or, but what's really interesting is I think whoever you give equity to is going to care about your success and you want them to care about your success just as much as you do. And so when people kind of put themselves forward, to, to kind of give you a little bit of money, it also means that they're giving you so much more than that.
0: Really, really good for you to share that that point of view <coughs> perspective because I think a lot of people do do worry when they're and they kind of talk it as sacrificing equity. When, when actually the way that you've presented that is 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 just a different way of looking at it. But so right, it's not that sacrifice. They're gonna care about your success, they're gonna they're gonna give advice in so many so many different ways and and, and means more than just the money which is really great to hear and um, i'll be very excited for us to announce <laughs> announce that bit of information okay. when we can <laughs> we're allowed when we're allowed yeah now a large part of, of what you do obviously is around around financial inclusion you know that this, this conversation I, I love to be talking about workplace inclusion and because it's something that i believe that i can i can affect in my world and We've discussed this before, you know, inclusion has to be about action and you're certainly driving that. What would you say is your call to action with regards to what more we should all be doing for workplace inclusion? It's, it's, such, a, it's such a
1: hard question. Because it involves the creation of space for new ideas, for different kind of points of view, for people to actually disagree with you. And I don't think kind of modern workplaces are, are very good at that and particularly like modern managerial styles as well. I think for so long we've focused on a kind of a DNI and i agenda that sort of just focuses on who's in the room. But we actually have to start thinking about you know, what those spaces are, how we bring people together that are able to you know, experience Validly address Whatever their Whatever the problem is that your business Is trying to solve A lot of the time I think people Are given the space to kind of have A contribution and then someone assesses Whether that's valid or not But actually We need to start moving towards A space where We value Not only like Divergent ideas But ideas that represent experiences that are not captured in kind of the solutions that we've built for. So the classic example is that, I mean, I was just reading um, Invisible Women. Um, The classic example is that where you don't have women on your team, you forget really, really sensible things that all of society needs. So, for example, there was a really funny example where, in some of the disaster relief projects, the teams were only made up of men, and so when they were building new houses, they actually forgot to build kitchens. With it's just such it's like stuff like that where you actually don't know what your blind spots are if you're not bringing people in that have very very different perspectives from you, and it's just such a kind of a shame if if you are. I'd say recruiting for homogeneity rather than being able to to deal with, like, to deal with a meeting where people disagree. I, I just don't think people can, I just don't think that happens yet. And I think my, I mean, I talk from experience because I'm usually the one that says, oh, but well, what about? So I think that's made me really passionate to sort of create a space with, like, where everyone feels like they are really worthy contributors to our solution. And I mean, it's just, it's incredible the amount of talent that we've found in these kind of underrepresented groups, say. So I think the kind of team that we've got has 60% women, I think it's 50% BAME backgrounds and 56% 25 to 35 years old. So it's really amazing how you can kind of bring together these huge huge names so advisors from with like very very reputable backgrounds with kind of fresh thinking because it's thinking that's never been integrated into fintech before and see kind of how you can create these collaborative spaces where you can you can honor people's contributions
0: Well, I think that's absolutely so pertinent right now. Within the fintech community, with all the opportunity that everyone is talking about, let's remember your light bulb moment, your mission, the fact that you were doing this for good reasons. And by sharing your funding story, you've been able to take people on a journey. So it's been brilliant learning from you. I feel super inspired by you and so excited to release what funding you have got when the time is right. And we should definitely keep in touch to see how far you and Flank go. So thank you for joining me on the Women of Fintech podcast series.
1: Thank you so much for having me.